Now, a lot of interest today in this story about the database collected by a Chinese company, Zenhua Data. 2.4 million people are on the database worldwide. There are 35,000 Australians, including 656 being listed as special interest or politically exposed. Now, in a way, you could relax about this story when you hear that a lot of the information is publicly available anyway. It's just been scraped off Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or other publicly available pieces of information and put together as these mini profiles of people. You might think, oh, well, that's no big deal. But some of it sounds a bit creepier than that. Clive Hamilton, for instance, who's a you know well-known... Uh, critic of Beijing and its attempts to spy on Australia and others. He uses this example. He says, having looked at the database, if you're the 14-year-old daughter of a prominent Australian politician, understand that this company will have been going through your social media feeds and collecting information about you together with a sense of whether there are vulnerabilities that might later on be able to be exploited. That sounds pretty creepy, doesn't it? Andrew Robinson is a former employee of the Australian Signals Directorate and a cybersecurity expert at the company Six Clicks, and he joins us on the line. Andrew, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Richard. I hope you and your listeners are keeping well. Yeah. What are they up to? What are they trying to achieve? Sure. What they're trying to achieve really uh, with open source intelligence is really visibility into the information that we make uh, readily available. So no need for any major cyber attacks uh, on for this specific database, just using what we make available uh, just freely and putting that together to build up a picture of what where our vulnerabilities may lie, particularly those with uh, in positions of influence across government military or as celebrities. Hmm. And they're particularly hoping, I imagine, to get the connections between people, to know that uh, I'm a member of, uh, I'm making this up, but the, the Rose Bay Golf Club, and as it happens, so are you. Sure, absolutely. So uh, understanding who uh, might be uh, engaging with relationships with uh, other people and where they might be doing those. So if they wanted to proceed to some kind of human intelligence gathering operation, they might know where to to turn up for sure. That's uh, one element of it. And the other one would be maybe they find out that you're a big fan of a particular gambling website and and that might uh, come back to haunt you at a point when you're deeply in debt. uh. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, uh, you know, obviously a lot of this information has been, similar information was collected by Cambridge Analytica as a way of trying to influence the US election. I imagine other information is collected by commercial companies who want to influence us us in our product choices. Why is the Chinese intelligence service interested in this sort of information? Sure. So, yes, we do see the internet as a tool that's used for a lot of commercial surveillance as well, so we should keep that in mind. As, as far as uh, foreign intelligence agencies uh, go, that's their, their job is to collect in intelligence and understand who's who in, in, in the zoo, so to speak, across uh, government and, and military, and then they can uh, seek uh, to uh, potentially influence those people that might be sympathetic to, to their strategic interests. Hmm. I mean, 
mean, you do get a sense of what the Chinese intelligence community are interested in. There are examples here, for instance, of, of, of small companies in Australia which are uh, researchers in the space business. Well, every single member of their board of directors ha- has, is the subject of a profiling exercise in, in this in this breach data. For sure. So that's that exploring those links that, pe- that people have. In this case, obviously, uh, honing in on particular employees uh, working within a business that's of interest that they follow and understand the progress of. So as soon as they find a, a company or an individual within a company that's of interest, the, you know, the first thing they'll do on so, you know, using social media information is uh, connect with all other relevant parties. Yeah. So a lot of it's about connection, isn't it? So to know that uh, this, I'm again making this up, but the, let's say the, the, the chairman of the space research company has a 14-year-old daughter who's friends with this other 14-year-old girl who you found some vulnerability about, for instance, might be an example where you could use that pressure somehow to get to the father. Sure. Yeah, that's uh, that. That's the nuts and bolts of it, and they're using machine learning technology as well to order, automate as much as that uh, identification as, as possible of what may be of uh, interest and, and flag it for for their attention. Andrew Robinson is is with us from Six Clicks. There is some on some of the biographies. There is confidential bank records and 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 and, and psychological profiles that they've managed to get somehow. But but most of it, as you say, is actually publicly available information. It's just been put together, corralled in a very sophisticated way. I I guess that's the take-out message, isn't it? Be careful what you put on Instagram. Yeah, that's absolutely right, uh, Richard. The the tip for for everyone to to sort of learn from from this is be careful what you post. Even, even uh, know uh, you might be using a public service uh, like uh, LinkedIn or, or Twitter, and you you think uh, that it's uh, okay to post in the context of a discussion with your friends or professional um, development. Just really be conscious of how else that information might be used, and that it might be collected. Uh, by services like these. So only, only share publicly uh, and only use these services for, for information uh, that you're, you're happy for everyone to, to see and talk about. And be wary of your political views. There's an interview today with uh, a fellow a bit like you who's in the security uh, industry and he's wondering why he's a member of it. And he, he's, he, he thinks it's probably because he, uh, he, t- he, twi- he tweeted once uh, a tweet that was kind of in support of the Chinese democracy protesters. That's probably enough for him to come to their attention. Thin end of the wedge, hey, Richard? Yeah. So, you know, they'll, they'll be, they're collecting your political views alongside all this other information uh, uh, about you. Does Australia do something like this or is this a, a speciality of people like the Chinese? I think uh, all uh, intelligence services would be remiss if they weren't con- uh, collecting the information which we make publicly uh, available and, and seeing what they can do to, to work with that, to understand the relationships between um, people and, and how they might uh, leverage them. So I think uh, a- a- anything else uh, would be remiss of them. In order to, to do more and do the covert approaches to intelligence collection, it takes uh, a lot more time and, and money mm. to get that information that we don't deliberately make make available. I wonder if the extent of it, though, is different. That I can imagine Australia's security services, you know, trying to collect a, a portfolio on the Prime Minister of France where they, they, they get to know him and where he comes from. And this is 35,000 Australians, uh, including lots of kids and stuff like that. That's different, isn't it? 
Sure, Richard. Yes, I think you're picking up there is the the cultural differences. So Australia has a, a pretty strong uh, legislatively bound um, uh, approach to its information uh, gathering, and uh, and focuses the likes likes of its uh, defence and uh, a national intelligence collection on on uh, collecting information uh, tied to to realistic threats. And, and, and that is, of course, uh, sensible, for, but uh, where, where perhaps uh, China is different is, is that they are indeed a, a surveillance-driven uh, regime and, and they do a, a lot more uh, CCTV or video surveillance and, and all kinds of uh, surveillance in China. And to a degree, they're, they're looking to export that uh, and use mm-hmm. it to, to collect information on a, on a more widespread scale globally. And that is uh, something that we should be concerned about and, and something that we should uh, seek to change. Yes, and I suppose the end of the line on this is, is there some uh, bill before the Australian Parliament, uh, you know, that might affect Chinese interests and suddenly you've got some backbencher who they know their son, their 18-year-old son has got a heroin problem or something and they actually use that to put pressure on them. For sure, for sure. So if you uh, want to minimise uh, that kind of uh, thing, you can uh, try to be good and try to uh, try to uh, really be careful about uh, what you're you're posting on uh, on social media, wh- whether it is in public or whether it might be through the the instant messaging type mm-hmm. uh, platform that these uh, these uh, social media companies also have. Okay, no, you're being watched, and you're being watched by all sorts of people in a increasingly sophisticated way. Hey, uh, Andrew, thank you very much for for talking to me this afternoon. It's a pleasure, Richard. Take it easy. Uh, Andrew Robinson uh, from the firm Six Clicks.